This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing, I don't dance, I don't do those anymore, anything I don't show, you won't try here anymore. Bradley, 33, walks with Tiana, 35, south on 3rd Avenue, towards Tiana's apartment after a few rounds of drinks at a nearby bar. Tiana's dating profile caught Bradley's attention when he spotted her occupation as a communication officer for development at a non-governmental organization in Syria. In her bio, she claimed that she would only be in New York City for two months and wasn't sure what she was looking for out of a Tinder date. This combination of global activism and personal ambivalence perplexed and attracted Bradley. I hadn't been there long, and I'd just gone through different trainings, like what to do in case the compound is fired upon, and, uh, you know, kidnapping training. So basically, frat hazing. <laughs> yeah, I played soccer in college, and this was the same kind of hazing, except that was just mustard and silly string in my hair, and this was terrifying. I feel like you probably get asked this a lot, but I'm going to ask anyway. Have you ever been in any real danger? Well, in that training, we were told to listen to the radio in case the compound is ever under fire. So one night, we hear RPG fire really close by. Turns out the compound next door was being attacked. So I go to my room and listen to the radio, and then a security guy had to actually come and get me and take me to the bunker. And then we were just waiting down there for like five hours. It's a weird feeling knowing you're waiting for your security to kill the guys who are shooting in your direction. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Are you scared? Kind of. It got scary when people started spreading rumors that the shooters were in the compound. At that point, someone told me that if it gets bad, I should just take a pill and go pass out underneath the bed, because it's pretty much a slaughterhouse at that point. Wow, that's... that's wow. (laughs) Does it ever feel normal over there? It seems like Bradley glossed over Tiana's story about dying under a bed in a compound in Syria, doesn't it? Well... Bradley doesn't want to ask Tiana any follow-up questions about suicide pills because he doesn't think suicide is a very sexy topic of conversation. Yeah, I mean, I've been there for years now. I'm also doing this distance master's program, which makes everything feel a lot more mundane. (laughs) Like, studying sucks for me just as much as it would suck for anyone. And I had to go to the British embassy to take my exams, which was a huge pain in the ass. Okay, I'm going to put a few cards on the table here. It's really sexy that you're, like, a capable human being. What do you mean? Like, in general, our generation is in a perpetual state of arrested development. Granted, we work, some of us have spouses and kids, and we go through the motions. But when things get difficult, we really need support, like people holding our hands through the tough things. But you're over there doing things that our parents' generation was probably capable of our age, but that I don't think ours is at all. One day you're taking fire in a bunker, then you're making your way to the embassy to get your degree. It's fucking cool. Oh, listen, I mean, I'm recently divorced and on dating apps while working in New York for two months. I don't totally have my shit together. Right, you're divorced too, which means you've gone through that very adult process as well. (laughs) Uh, Have you traveled much? Yeah, but nothing as life-threatening as that. Although, I hate to reinforce the false media-driven stereotype that Israel is a dangerous place to visit. But when I went on a family trip to Israel as a kid, I was on a bus that had a bomb on it, and the little bomb robot had to come and take it away. Ugh, that's awful. Yeah, it was hot and I threw up all over the place. But I was probably in more danger in college when a kid beat me up with a horseshoe. What? Oh, um, I once visited Odessa, Ukraine, and when I landed at the airport in Odessa, they bombed the airport in Kiev. Wait, I'm confused. Those airports aren't close though, right? 
No, they're like 300 miles from each other, and they serve different parts of the country. So it's just kind of a mindfuck. It feels like you're trying to convince me that your life is dangerous, too. It's not a contest. I'm not really looking for a guy with a dangerous life. No, I'm not trying to... Bradley was absolutely trying to. Okay, let's pivot. Okay, I genuinely don't care, but okay, you mentioned your divorce. Do you find that that turns guys off when you tell them? Well, the truth is, I'm not in town for that long before I head back to Syria, so I didn't think it really made a difference. It came up pretty quickly in our conversation anyway. That's true. But since I've been in town, I haven't gotten any bad feedback from the other guys I've been out with. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty new to dating in general, and very new to dating apps. After my husband and I split, I started dating a security guy at my compound. He was really different from my ex, and the guys I've been seeing since getting to New York have been really different from both of them. Oh, so you're overcorrecting. (laughs) What do you mean? I've done it too. Like, I dated a girl who was too affectionate with me too soon. She told me she loved me after a month. And then the next girl I dated basically never showed me any love, so one was a reaction to the next. I don't think I'm doing that. The guys I've been seeing here have all been really interesting. One guy is a composer, one guy is a television producer, and you're a food blogger. Right, but it sounds like that's overcorrecting for the security guy. I don't think so. I've liked different guys for different reasons. Like, yes, the security guy was different from my husband, and I liked that, but I really liked how great he was at cuddling. At that point, I was really looking for someone who could make me feel good inside of a hug. I get that. And there's something just really sexy about the composer. The creativity of what he does, I find it very attractive. It's interesting because I don't actually find his looks very attractive, but there's something there that draws me to him. Okay, right on. But then on the other hand, he texted me on Friday night offering to meet up with me and my friends, and I just wasn't that enthusiastic about seeing him. So I guess whatever I was into about him only went so far. Tiana's uncomfortable with the amount of time that has passed since either of them last spoke. Are you okay? Yeah. Bradley's annoyed and trying to keep himself from mansplaining Tiana's dating faux pas. Uh, It's that your lack of dating experience since your marriage, I don't know, it, it just became pretty obvious. Most of the time people don't talk about other people they're also going on Tinder dates with during their Tinder date to their Tinder date. Bradley has failed. But you were asking me questions about my ex. Yeah, ex stuff doesn't bother me. That happened before we met or even started talking. Though, to be fair, a lot of guys don't like talking about that either. But I just don't love hearing about other dudes that my dates go out with concurrent with me. I I can't say why. Ugh, it's annoying to keep track of these rules. You should throw out the rules. Ship them off to Alaska. Tiana and Bradley stop on the corner, having reached the apartment complex that Tiana is temporarily occupying. I've never heard that phrase. Is that something people say? It's a thing that I say. Okay, well, I had a really nice time tonight. We should do it again soon, since, you know, you're not here for that long. Well, do you want to come upstairs and hang out for a bit? Oh! Bradley did not expect Tiana to invite him up to her apartment. He doesn't understand what he did right on this date. Didn't you say at the bar that you were staying at a friend's place? Yeah, but she's on assignment in Rwanda. Huh. Awesome. Thanks, Rwanda. Several evenings later... Uh, I'm starting to understand why a lot of guys only go out with boring chicks. What are you even talking about? I mean like when women say shit like, Guys don't like me because they're intimidated by smarter, successful women. Yeah, I've heard him say that. Why do you understand it now? Because of that NGO chick that I just went out with? She really had an effect on me, and I'm fucking annoyed because she's making it impossible to go on a second date. What is NGO? 
Uh, NGO is non-governmental organization. It's like a it's a nonprofit that doesn't get funding from a particular government. So she works in fucking Syria doing like data mining or something for an NGO there, and that's obviously fucking fascinating. So of course I want her, but she's only here for another month. So you'd think she'd be more eager to get together again. She's only here a month. See, that's the kind of girl I need to meet right now. I wish I'd matched with her first. Fuck off. Can I actually cut you off for a second? I might actually need to leave soon uh, to head uptown to meet this girl who's in town from San Francisco. Okay, cool. Like an old friend of yours? Nah, it's weird. She's only in town for one more night and she wants to meet me. I have no idea what I'm walking into here. But, you know, we'll see. Anyhow, did it occur to you that the NGO girl maybe just didn't like you that much? Yeah, it would have had our first date not ended with her having a massive orgasm on my face. That is very graphic. I asked her out three times since then and she just keeps putting me off. Maybe she just wants to hook up and you're making it seem like you actually want to date her. If she's only here for a few more weeks, that might be too intense for her. Dude, that's actually brilliant, and I think you're right. I'm going to text her and say that she should just let me know when she's free and text me whenever. Doesn't have to be a whole big thing. There you go. Okay, I've actually got to go now. Enjoy. Time for another Jabberjaw podcast read. Friend or Foe, formerly the Friend or Foe Show, used to be spelled F-O-E, now spelled F-A-U-X because maybe it's fake. Anyway, it's a pop culture comedy talk show hosted by me, Devlin Wilder. Of course, I'm not Devlin Wilder, and I'm clearly just reading. Uh, It's on the Jabberjaw Media Network, as you know, that's why we're talking about it, and it features engaging conversations with amazing humans, parody commercial spots, and sometimes musical performances. They've had some cool guests on. Including Lana Turner, Victoria DeMere. You're, you don't know who these people are. Be- she's. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I mean, he threw this at me, and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just reading words. At least I didn't say my name was Devlin. Brandon so. Burkhart. Now you're just saying names. So friend or foe. Uh, their tagline is where pop culture gets popped. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic's been on the show. Uh, 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 the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld's been on the show. Tay Zande, who you know from Chocolate Rain, has been on the show. Wait, the actual Soup Nazi or the guy who played the Soup Nazi? Probably, I think the guy who played the Soup Nazi, because his name's Larry Thomas. Um, also, some chick from Buffy and Angel named Julia Lowe. And some Marilyn Gigliotti from Clerks. I don't think that movie holds up. You know, I haven't seen Clerks in probably 15 years, 10 years? Don't bother. That bad now, huh? L- listen to Friend or Foe instead. Go to friendorfoepod.com. It's friend or F-A-U-X-pod.com. Michael is continuing in his endeavor to sow his wild oats. Tonight he meets Raquel, 31, She's a freelance recruiter currently employed by a software company in San Francisco. She's in New York City attempting to recruit potential software engineers at a conference at the Javits Center. She returns to San Francisco tomorrow. Michael and Raquel sit at a concept restaurant in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan. So what's the difference between men in New York and men in San Francisco? Well, for example, I was hanging with my friends before I came to meet you, and they were telling me all their dating stories. There's this one about a douchey Wall Street guy and another friend who went out with a former Marine guy. Um, let's see, another was a story about an oboe player. And my best friend is dating this forest ranger who works for the Parks Department, so that's pretty neat. Um, there really just there isn't one stereotype that New York men fall into. What can I say? I like that because a lot of people think there is a stereotype of New York guys, that we're all just douchey, misogynistic finance dudes. But, you know, it's a city, right? So there's lots of different people with lots of different backgrounds. It's not really like that in San Francisco? No. We only get two types of guys. 
there's like the... Oh, wait. Did you want another drink? Yeah, sure. Same thing? Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Raquel flags on the waitress. Um, can we have two penicillins, please? Oh, anyway, wait. What was I saying? There are two types of guys in San Francisco. Oh, right. So, yeah, there are two types of men. At least there are two types that I go out on dates with. There's, you know, guy one that's your classic computer nerd tech guy. You know, he's generally very smart with a cool job and has his shit together. But, you know, he's just painfully awkward in social circumstances and not engaging in any way. He's like this guy that will never make you laugh, which is sort of a big deal to me. Okay, that's not the worst. No, I'm not like... I'm not complaining. There are sweet guys, and, you know, they can make really good friends, but I need someone who'll, like, raise my blood pressure a bit, and, you know, guy one isn't really doing it for me. And guy two does. Sometimes. Guy two is your other San Francisco guy altogether. He's just this laid-back guy, super tree-hugger, rides his bike everywhere. He might work at a coffee shop or be a life coach or some holistic healer or something to the tune of that. Okay, that, that one's also not terrible. I mean, it sounds like a pretty stress-free life. It, it is, but it goes too far sometimes. Like, yes, Guy 2 is a lot of fun, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta get things done, and Guy 2 is just too unreliable. Always flaky, you can't count on him to be there when it matters. There are many guys like you out there. Raquel begins to reach out to touch Michael's leg, but the gesture is interrupted by the arrival of another round of drinks. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I have to ask you something, and it's been on my mind since you messaged me earlier. I've been trying this thing of just being super honest with people, and so I'm just going to blurt something out here. Why did you message me to meet earlier today? I mean, what are you looking to get out of this? I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, we connected a couple days ago. You said, oh, my friends are just messing around with my Bumble account. I actually live in San Francisco, and I'm only here for a few days. I say it's totally fine, you know. Good luck when you get back to San Francisco, and I wish you nothing but the best. A couple days go by, and then today you message me that you want to meet up for a drink. I just, I don't know what your intentions are. I just, I don't know. I, I just thought you seemed cool, and sort of the fact that you even messaged me back at all was pretty nice. I just thought it would be fun to meet you. I mean, do you always have to ask your first dates that question? Absolutely not. I mean, most of the girls that I go on dates with live here, and as you know, you don't. I just don't understand why you changed your mind all of a sudden. And I don't mean to put this so bluntly, but were you looking for something sexual tonight? Or... Listen, I'm fine with either. I just kind of want to know where we stand. I just thought... Oh, excuse me. A drunk man stumbles into Raquel's back as he tries to squeeze past her bar stool to order another drink. Raquel awkwardly hops her stool closer to Michael. I just thought it'd be fun to meet you. I I don't have any other motives or anything. Why did you meet me? To be honest, I was coming down here to meet you just to see if there was a connection, right? So if there wasn't, that would have been totally fine. We could just sit, have a drink, maybe have a few laughs, and then, you know, I'd go home. But if there was, I thought, you know, we could have a few drinks, maybe go out a little bit, and then if things worked out, maybe go back to my place and have a little fun. Whoa, uh, (laughs) that's pretty blunt. So, do you think there's a connection? I ordered another drink, didn't I? Yeah, (laughs) um, that all sounds fine. I mean, I think you're really attractive and nice. I've just never done anything like that before. Listen, I just got out of a long relationship, so this isn't exactly normal for me. Really? Me too. How long was yours? Twelve years. Jesus. Uh, I was in one for ten months and I thought that was long. I just... I haven't done anything like this before. 
Well, I mean, it's not exactly about what you've done before. It's more about what you want to do tonight. Okay. Um, well, I've never done that before. I mean, with a guy I don't really know. It's just not who I am. Okay? You know what? Let's just have fun. Let's just do a crazy late night New York kind of night and see what happens. Yeah, great. Okay, great. Do you want to finish these drinks and maybe we can go grab a bite to eat? No, I want to dance. Oh. Let's go to a crazy dance club. Uh, this can be like one of those crazy dance all night parties like from college. Uh, Three days later, Bradley and Michael meet after work at their favorite bar. Ugh, so where'd you take her to dance? <laughs> Some terrible place in the meatpacking district. Where? I don't know, man. I don't know anything about no motherfucking dance clubs. Ask me about restaurants, that I know, but nightclubs are lost on me. I just started walking towards the meatpacking district until I heard a very loud, noisy place. So we head in, we dance and drink for a while. I don't know if it's because I'm getting tired or she's getting drunker, but the longer we're in there, she's just getting more and more annoying. And I'm liking her less and less. Now she's woohooing all over the place. She slapped some dude in the ass and got into an argument with his girlfriend. She tried to dance on a table. It's just that annoying shit you feel like when you're babysitting someone when they're real drunk. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Right? So she finally saunters over to me and whispers, I've got an idea. Let's get out of here and go back to your place. So I say yes just to get her the fuck out of there, but really I'm thinking to myself, that's not your idea. You did not have an idea. I had the fucking idea hours ago. So then I'm just starting to feel like we're playing some kind of fantasy, and it's like her fantasy, and I'm just playing some stupid part. Or maybe you're just irritated because she sucks. Yeah, it's probably that more than anything else. She calls an Uber. Well, I think it's an Uber. It turns out it's an Uber pool, and we start picking up people on the way back to my place. First, it's this awkward Asian kid who's going to a strip club in the West 40s, and she's just bombarding him. She even asks if I want to go too, and I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a strip club. I want to go home. Then we pick up some theater set designer guy. He was just working late, and she's telling him about her high school musical she was in. Then he gets out, and it's just 20 more blocks of her yammering to the driver. Wow. Okay, so how was it in the end? Well, we had sex, and it wasn't great. I was just, like, fucking annoyed with her the whole time, even during the sex. So I didn't finish. Eventually, I just, I had enough, and I wanted to go to sleep. So we sleep, and then in the morning, I just shoo her out of my place. Now I'm feeling blah. I thought the blah would just, like, last that night because I was just annoyed with her, but it's been lingering with me this whole time. Well, yeah, crappy sex can be a real blow to your ego, but I think more importantly, were you even attracted to her? Ugh. So I was never overly attracted to her. And if I'm being honest, she would have been, like, a .8 at best on the binary scale. Wait, what? You said you had three drinks at the dance club alone. So? So if you're going to use the scale, use it right. Three drinks knocks her down to a .7, and then how many drinks did you have total before you took her home? Uh, there was two, so five. I had five total. Then she's a .5. Do it right. But on a serious note, though, is this the first time you've ever slept with someone that you didn't like? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, okay. That's what you're feeling. Is that what this is? I don't, I don't like this. You should probably get used to it if you're going to be out there sleeping with randoms. Okay, fine. Can we change the subject, please? What's going on with your Syrian girl? She's not Syrian. She just works in Syria. Okay, well, what's going on with works in Syria girl? Well, uh, she texted me when she was free. And did you see her again? Nope. She texted me when she was free in the middle of the fucking day. She said she was close to the bar that I usually work at and asked if I wanted to meet nearby for a quick coffee. Why do you work at a bar in the middle of the day, not like a coffee shop or something? Because I don't drink coffee, I do drink beer, and it's quiet during the day at this place. Okay, so how was that? Dude, I told her I couldn't make it. I don't want to get coffee with her. She's only here for a few weeks. What am I trying to do, get to know her more and get more attached? I thought she was bugging out because I was coming on too strong and relationshipy with her. But then she texts me midday to get coffee on a weekday? Fuck that. 
Okay. Well, in that case, can I call her? Too Old to Date was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old to Date. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltoday.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltoday.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. Cause you're right, and I was too. We won't try you anymore. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. So wait, what exactly happened with this chick in real life after all that? You're about to find out. Oh, There's the next episode. This is like how I end my season.